and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment news and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always with my delightful co-host. Matt, Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe and tell a friend. Wow, I'm, we're just trying to get you home. You're tired. I'm yep. tired. And I'm sick. Matt. Preston. What's been up to? Allergies. And wedding. And also wedding. We already wedding. talked about that. It's like, it's, it's that. old news. Old who news gives at this a shit? Point. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old married man now. <laughs> I you heard have a, a kid now. I heard a funny joke about being married. Did you now? I did. So. All right, what'd you do? I was kidding. <laughs> kid and his dad go to the store, um, and the kid has just learned about what condoms are and what they're for. Um, and he sees the package of condoms. He says, well, dad, why did they sell the condoms there in the pack of three? And he says, oh, well, those are for the high school guys. One for Friday, one for Saturday, one for Sunday. He says, well, oh, what about the six packs then? He says, well, that's for college kids. Two for Friday, two for Saturday, two for Sunday. And the, the kid's mast- mystified. What about the 12 pack then? And dad says, so that is for married men. One for January, one for February. I knew that one was coming. No, I had my bad allergy day yesterday. I guess it was after the wedding. Yeah. It was on the honeymoon, which was not pleasant, but. It was on the honeymoon, which was not pleasant, but. Yeah. I mean, you. You saw one of one of my bad allergy days in Montana. It it's just it there's no rhyme or reason to it. Pollen was negligible yesterday. Yeah. Um nothing else had obviously changed in our routine. And suddenly I went from basically no allergies to just completely uncontrollable, like I took three or four allegra through the course of the day. I rinsed my sinuses three or four times and just nothing happened. Yeah. It was bad. It's really yeah. unpleasant, but that's not what here people are here to hear about. Nope. What'd you up? What'd you? What'd you up to? I up to some Lord of the Rings more. You did. Yeah. Sent Where you, you at? Sent you a picture. Um, I am about halfway through book three, <gasps> which is the first half of the second volume known oh. as the Two Towers. Right. I keep forgetting about that. Yes. So you're a quarter of the way through Two Towers. Yes. Give or take. Yeah, um, yeah, got some good reading done. We went to the gathering place in Tulsa and just kind of sat out on a balcony and read for a couple hours. It was great. Sounds great. Um, that sounded sarcastic. That was not sarcastic. That actually sounds yeah. very nice. Yep. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, this is one of those books you pick up something new every time through it. And mm-hmm. I'm picking up two completely different threads, one of them in-universe and one of them actually very personal. Um. So the in-universe thing is uh, one thing that Tolkien philosophically was very interested in is the idea of like an idyllic state of nature. Um, And then uh, humanity and technological progress comes around and kind of breaks it down and everything becomes terrible. Scouring of the Shire kind of explains that. Um, And you really get the sense that there was a perfect world at some point in the past of Middle Earth and it's just kind of fading and dying away. There's lots of characters and they'll sing sad songs about more noble heroes from before and then these are just like the real people that are left in the the world past the mythology Mm. and um it feels like tolkien's trying to talk to us and say well look okay so here are also my heroic characters and what their noble pasts and their great deeds and then you're the regular people now just trying to do what you can yeah um and it was a very interesting and kind of poignant yeah way of looking at it and thinking about it um the lorian chapters in particular really hammer that home Mm. um and he lingers on 
Lothlorien a lot. So um, that was one thing. And then more personally, I'm realizing how much of a formative experience these books were for me, just like in my worldview. Okay. Um, so when they're right after they leave Rivendell, uh, they're marching and Gandalf's like, uh, he's he's kind of got a plan and Aragorn is consulting with him and they're kind of figuring things out. Um, and they're coming up on Crabgrass. Crabgrass? Crabgrass? Crabgrass. Mount Crabgrass. Yep. The evil one. He is very sour-tempered. <laughs> <laughs> That's crab apples. <laughs> Mount crab apples. The white. <laughs> Moving on! Moving on! Uh, they're coming up. I don't remember even the exact context of it, but basically um, they come to some situation and Aragorn's like, look, this is going to be pretty bad. This is going to go badly. Uh, and then if we try this other thing, that's probably also going to go badly. And Gandalf's like, yeah, probably. But you know what? We're going to do this first thing first and we're just going to deal with the problems as they come. We'll burn that bridge of Khazad Doom as we get to it. Because ah! ah! it doesn't burn it. He shatters he it. He shatters it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. And I, personally i i'm kind of i do that a lot that sense of i'm just gonna deal with what's in front of me and i'll solve the next problem when i get to it mm-hmm. um and then must be nice <laughs> <laughs> and there's me having an anxiety about a problem i'm gonna have to deal with in five years yep <laughs> um there was something else too but um like my dad read these books to me when i was really little and then i read them again when i was slightly less little and then subsequently many times since then and i guess it kind of stuck yeah so i thought that was interesting the writing is still very beautiful Mm -hmm. um but and uh, he does a really good job of shifting it for particular characters when sam talks or when we get not even sam's perspective necessarily but you get stuff that's supposed to help us understand what sam is thinking about Mm -hmm. it reads like sam Mm -hmm. it feels like sam uh there's a chapter uh early on in the two towers so the first two chapters are the hunters Mm -hmm. um the first one is just them uh the departure of boromir so they put him on the boat and they sing some nice songs about him um and they kind of plan out what they're going to do um, and then the second one is they go chasing after the orcs. Um, then the third one flashes back to Pippin's perspective of being captured and carried by the orcs. Mm-hmm. And it reads totally differently than the first two chapters because it's kind of from Pippin's perspective. Yeah. Um, and you get his approach of thinking about things and the sentences become much simpler. Um, and the, the words are a little lighter um, and a little more accessible. Mm. Um, and it's just it's a really fascinating effect. Cool. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I wish I could do that in real life. Be simpler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do like D&D if I could like have do a better job of actually like one character speaks more eloquently and uses larger words and another mm-hmm. one doesn't. I pretty much speak with my own vocabulary all the time. Yep. Regardless of person. But also I know that Tolkien didn't just like do it on the first draft. He probably like wrote the book and then made that decision and went back and like edited it to be like, I'm going to simplify all of this. I still kind of have the the hope deep down that it just sort of sprang fully formed from his head, (laughs) (laughs) which it totally didn't. This was literally his life's work was building this world and the level of craftsmanship, you know, 
every now and then I just kind of sit back and I think about this book in the context of the fantasy literature canon that we've had since then. And how much of that fantasy literature canon just comes off as completely stupid. Yeah. Um, and just not interesting. Uh, so overwrought and full of itself. And Tolkien completely escapes that trap. And it's kind of hard to say how he does it. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is his command of the language. Um, you know, he can sound high and mighty like it actually is meant to sound. A lot of pretty much everyone else is going to sound like a parody mm. if they're trying to be that sort of high and mighty. Um, but he means it and it comes across as really profound. I wonder if there's any element of this is literally speculation based on books I have not read. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Sanderson. I'm just using him as an example for fantasy because he's a big fantasy writer. Mm-hmm. Sandin Branderson. Sandin Branderson. <laughs> when talking, like when his books are reading, you you are being told about a fictional world that he needs you to understand what it's like. Mm-hmm. But Tolkien is in a casual conversation about a world that exists. I don't know if I'm explaining, like, it's, maybe that's what makes it feel more, like, less, like, Mm -hmm. high and mighty, is that Mm -hmm. it's less of a look at my world, like, shoving it in your face, and more Mm -hmm. of just, like, I mean, he, like, he is, like, showing Mm -hmm. you the world, but it's, it's more like a tour guide, Mm -hmm. rather than a someone shoving their story down your face. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Brandon Sanderson does that. There's a reason he's a really good writer. Right. That's just the first one that popped in my head. Yep. Probably J.R.R. Tolkien, or, uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is a better one that mm-hmm. might be a little bit more like forced down your throat and sure. not thinking everything 100% through. Uh, yeah. But I wonder if maybe that's something, there's some element of that. that like, Because to him, when yeah. he's writing it, he had built this world. Mm-hmm. It is more of a tour guide mm-hmm. of a world that exists. Yeah. His, his conceit with the books is not that he is writing a story. It's that he is translating materials that have survived from this ancient mythology yeah exactly and so he's kind of explaining it and presenting it in a form that can be understood but it's of something else that exists on the outside so that's that's kind of how it feels more like authentic yeah yeah there's There's a a theory based on books i have not read (laughs) (laughs) it seems like a reasonable theory and i'm gonna even extended a little bit to something that I don't know if Tolkien has talked about. I haven't read enough of his letters and personal writings. Um, so you've heard, I'm sure the possibly apocryphal Michelangelo quote where someone asks him, well, how do you carve an elephant? And he says, well, I look at the block of stone and I remove everything that's not an elephant. This idea that the art is there. You just have to pull it out of it. And I, I wonder if Tolkien was kind of coming at it, Well, Tolkien deliberately set out to create basically a mythology for the English-speaking peoples because beyond Arthurian legend and some other nonsense, there wasn't a whole lot there. Right. Um, And and, by mythology, you are comparing it to like Greek and Roman mythology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I wonder if he had a sense that he wasn't creating it as much as he was exposing what sort of should be the mythology. Right underneath um and that would lead again to this more tour guide translator narrator perspective where he is not creating the world he is explaining the world yeah you know what i don't but i bet you're about to tell me i'm not okay 
<laughs> we keep talking about like we got to talk about content and getting content back up there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tolkien is one that we could do a solid episode on. We could spend the rest of our lives talking about Tolkien there and still have interesting things to say. Yep. Narrowing down specifically what we want to talk about, mm-hmm. but we could talk about. It. We could we could do a very interesting run on Tolkien. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Tabling that for this moment in particular. Yeah, moving right along. Moving right along. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot else. Um, we didn't really watch anything. Mm-hmm. We played a lot of Dominion, um, which was fun. We're, turns out we're pretty evenly matched. We played three games. I won one, she won uh, one. We being we, you and Hannah? Yes. Me and you my and wife. wife. <laughs> uh, we, I won one, she won one, and we tied once. Um, there are tiebreaker rules, but I didn't care enough to look them up. <laughs> Um, not in a marriage nope. you tie you tie tie the knot multiple oh i was going the sex route oh <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i have been watching a little bit of hockey which has been interesting oh we don't talk about sports a whole lot on here no we don't um because sports are for mm-hmm. cool jock kids and we are nerds Except I will say, I didn't. I haven't had a chance to say this to you, to your face. When you say that you're like the dumb jock of your family, you know, like, we mm-hmm. all believe you. But then like being at your wedding, like experiencing that was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? Your family are just a bunch of lovely people. And it was yep. like awesome being around them. But my God. <laughs> that was funny mark if you're listening it was hilarious to experience that like the mm-hmm. fact that before the fo- the ou no not the ou game because it was, we, no, it was the right. before football came on mm-hmm. there was a chess tournament mm-hmm. and brendan and i were sitting at the table while the rest of you guys were over there watching chess and discussing it as much as football people do with football yeah and brendan and i were like i i have no clue what's going on right now mm-hmm. but it, that was like the moment that was like matt is the dumb jock <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean you were involved in it like mm-hmm. that, you were like the center of it sure but like oh man that was funny yeah it was a good time anyway anyway you've been watching hockey hockey yeah um i like football i like baseball i don't care for basketball and i've tried to put some energy into liking basketball and i find it really difficult mm-hmm. i don't like soccer and i don't care enough to put any energy into liking soccer i thought i might give hockey a try the seattle kraken are the expansion team this year new mm-hmm. new team pacific northwest team awesome name awesome logo mm-hmm. and figure i'll try to be a fan it's kind of tough because they're terrible because they're right. an expansion team yep. um except the last nhl expansion team the vegas golden knights went to the stanley cup finals which was unprecedented, but I think kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hockey, it's a, it's a different experience watching it because we're very used to watching football, which is disc- broken into discrete events, yeah. plays, you know, a thing happens and then they kind of talk about it a little bit and figure out what happened. And then they do another play and hockey is much more difficult because it's continuous action. Right. Basically, um, there's you know always I played hockey, right? I didn't know I played hockey. I didn't know you played hockey. I don't care. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. 
that's fair. No, I was, it was like, because there was an element of like you explaining it to me. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I just want to make sure that you're, you are talking to the audience. And like, I played hockey. I know mm-hmm. how hockey works. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes for a very different experience watching it because it's not something where football, like you can watch the play and then you can kind of decompress for a second and get ready for the next play. And you, it is. It's a great, constant. it's great if you have a short attention span. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it also works really well because you know when to pay attention and you know when you don't have to pay attention. And yep. hockey, it's kind of hard. Like, I'll be paying attention, I'll watch the back and forth, and then I'll look up for 30 seconds to answer a question or do something else. And I look <laughs> back, oh, someone scored a goal. Yep. Okay, what was that? Yep. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Um, so that makes it a little more difficult. It's hard to see the little pot, of course, pot. moving around. Um, although I got a suggestion, uh, which has been interesting to try, which is don't watch the puck, watch, watch where the, the puck is going to be. Oh. Which is kind of watching the players. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's... You can see how they're reacting. You, you can see the motion of the general area. Like, yeah. everyone's kind of moving towards one player. And mm-hmm. every given... Um, half of the uh, rink is yeah. moving towards one player at any given moment. You know exactly who has the puck. Yep. You watch the players. Yeah, um, and that made it a little has made it a little easier to watch. Um, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. I think I will continue putting the effort in to try to enjoy it for a little while. Um, and if it just it's not the sport for me, then okay, it's not the sport for me. I'll stick with my football. Do you want to get into boxing, like proper boxing, not MMA? Yeah, kind of. Because we watched Creed, and then you like got up and you were like doing all like the box. I remember that yep. so vividly. <laughs> you were so excited about boxing after Creed. Yeah. Well, I get excited about horse racing every time I watch Sea Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to watch Space Jam to get excited about basketball. I did. It didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watched Hoosiers. Didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Basketball is just a bad sport. Oh snap! <laughs> Jesus, wrong state to say this. <laughs> Really? Our state doesn't have a whole lot to latch to professionally. Oh, I guess we have the Thunder. Yeah, We have the Thunder. We yeah. don't have that being football. Said, we don't have hockey. This is a football state. Yes, but it's a college football state. Yeah. And when college football's not happening, what do we have? Speculating on the next college football season. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Anyway. Anyway. Is that all you've been up to? Yep. Shit. I forgot what I've been up to. Not a whole lot, honestly. Lauren, uh, Oklahoma schoolboy honorable. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I'm, I'm very close to finishing the honorable schoolboy. Okay. The problem is, I've been reading it in such small bursts mm. that it's like, and it, it's the same thing that happened to me. For part, I think it was part three of Mistborn, Mm -hmm. where I found it boring, but it's not boring. It's just that I didn't read it for long enough to get into it. Uh. But also, like, I've I've been so tired all the time that the time I read and, like, so busy that I don't have time to read during the day. Mm -hmm. That, like, not busy. Occupied with video games. (laughs) Right. Because I re-found my my love of video games. It's been a long time since I played it and I'm, Mm -hmm. like, way back into it. But, like... I don't know. I feel like it needs to be like ramping me in, mm-hmm. but like it's kind of not. But okay. that's because right as when it's starting to like pull me in to like really get into it, my eyelids are basically 80 pounds heavy. Uh. 
And so I can't like stay up and keep reading it. Yep. Um, but other than that, I've been playing Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. Again, of course. Continuously. Uh, I am ridiculously far in all of the side stuff. Mm-hmm. And still in chapter two out of, I think maybe like eight to 10 chapters. I actually don't know how many there are, but like mm-hmm. I am nowhere in the main story, <laughs> but I have just like, I just, there's so much to do. And it's one of those games that just like, once you, once you get past to, do you know what tutorial Island is? Roughly. Yeah. It's the, it's the phenomenon of you can't leave this area. Mm-hmm. Until you've finished this, like, series of missions that lead you through all of the mechanics of how to play the game. Right. Almost every game has Tutorial Island. Yep. Like. The only video game I've ever played in any meaningful sense is the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. And that has the little Geonosis mission where you get to try out all the classes and do all the little things. That's basically Tutorial Island. Yeah. Tutorial Island is more specific to, like, open world games where you actually put physically on an island. It actually, uh... It harkens back to it. It's it's rooted from RuneScape. Oh. You know what RuneScape is. I'm aware of RuneScape. There is literally an island that you're on, doing tutorials, mm-hmm. and then when you're done, they send you to the main world. Mm-hmm. And so Tutorial Island, and so Red Dead kind of has that. I haven't tried to like in chap- chapter one is essentially Tutorial Island. Mm-hmm. I'm still in chapter two. I haven't moved on <laughs> from the main the first chapter. <laughs> out of tutorial island because it's just like once you're there you can just do whatever you want mm-hmm. and i have almost like expanded like i've almost just explored the entire map mm-hmm. which is nuts to happen in an open world game i've like i'm halfway through challenges mm-hmm. which are like do this I, i'm honest I, i'm at a point where there's some that i can't do because there are things that unlock <laughs> in later <laughs> chapters um I've hunted almost all of the legendary animals, mm-hmm. which then give me little trinkets to give my skills and stuff up. Mm-hmm. I just, I like, I just do all of the things. And while I'm doing that, I'm listening to Critical Role, finishing up season or uh, campaign two. Very nice. Uh, and it's just fantastic because they're like, everything's ramping up for the big, bad final mm-hmm. thing. And Matt Mercer, he just keeps doing stuff that blows all the players' minds. He like he did something where, uh, you know, in movies when there's this weird phantasmal voice thing that if it's like in someone's head, mm-hmm. and there's sometimes the thing where it echoes before the word, mm-hmm. uh. And he just does that with his voice. Like, it's it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you just say the word, like, 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 like this, like, kind of like that thing. Mm-hmm. But he just started doing it for, like, one thing. Everyone was just like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and he just keeps doing that. And, like, it, he is just the perfect DM. Um, this is going to sound more condescending than I mean it to be. But it must be really fun to be so into something that someone just doing that with their voice can be mind-blowing. It's <laughs> it's not necessarily that you're into it that someone doing that can be mind blowing. It's the fact that someone can just naturally or can just do like, and it's not only just that, but it's like a bunch of other stuff he does, like to like mm-hmm. build the world with literally only his voice, mm-hmm. and it's just like that's it's nuts. 
to there's voices he does there was one it's like a character that you meet that they met relatively early on in the campaign that just he just started talking in the voice and they were like what is this guy and he's just like the perfect like he kind of i don't know it's for people who listen to critical role it's pumat soul when they met pumat soul and they were all just like what is this voice we love this guy um uh but no it's it's fun to hear all of their reactions to it Mm -hmm. and then uh be sad that i will never be good enough to make my players (laughs) have that reaction yeah uh so that's what i've been doing um it's pretty much it cool i've been sick yeah tiktok a lot and maybe the two are correlated uh they're not (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah that's it uh red dead redemption 2 critical role reading a little bit of honorable school boy i watched the last episode of what if it's fine yeah. uh, it didn't really make sense how uh vision with all of the uh vision ultron with all of the infinity stones can get knocked down by a shield it's they nerfed him every couple seconds just to make yeah. sure that useless people could fight him right and that drove me nuts oh uh we watched um pirates again kalen finally caved and watched pirates of the caribbean such a good movie such a good movie every single time i watch absolutely great movie yeah uh she enjoyed it i'm glad she enjoyed it good Uh, and then i (laughs) do you remember it's a good thing they never made any sequels that god damn it (laughs) ignore your joke i I have my own version of it (laughs) Let me okay. Um, do you know the Toy Story uh, in Toy Story two when they're showing Woody the show? I think it's two. They're mm-hmm. showing Woody the Woody show, and he's just like, and they turn it off after it, and he's just like, "Wow, where's the rest of it?" And he's like, "There is no more. They canceled it after that season." Do you remember that at all? Yeah. That, that's I basically said that to her after this. <laughs> I was like, "There is no more. There are no more movies. They canceled it after that season." <laughs> Uh, I gave her the quick rundown of the rest of it. The Flanderization of Johnny Depp, yep. which is like, it's so crazy to watch all of the rest of them, it, even knowing, like seeing that that's happening. Yeah. And then going back and watch the original. Yeah. He's a totally competent pirate. Yeah. Who like, sometimes is like a little loopy. Yeah, but, he's like, a goofball, but. But he's like. He's good at his job. Good it's like the, the hijacking of the Interceptor mm-hmm. is just a great example of that, that he is a smart pirate that knows what he wants and knows how to get it. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, what the f*** is he by the fifth movie? A plot device. That he's just, well, he's not even a plot. He's still a main character. He's a plot device. He's just a dim-witted idiot that, like, will trip and 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 dodge a bullet or something. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um told her about like the fantastical everything and yeah she's like there's like the next movie he goes and he finds he's going off to find his dad finds his dad his dad's dead but it's not really dead because it's a curse thing and more curses and all that garbage and release the kraken release the kraken wrong movie but there is a kraken right and it does get released it does get released and eats a eats eats the uh the ship yep. the giant Depp on it but he doesn't die Sort of dies. Does he? Yeah, he sort of dies and goes to purgatory. Oh, that's right. But then he goes back. Yeah. Because cured death. But that's a movie thing that happened. Uh, also, I watched... This is going to be really weird. Hit me. 
I watched the Taylor Swift short film. I don't know if you know anything that's happening lately with Taylor Swift right now. Hit she, me. She released with your fist. Thank you. So she's been releasing Taylor's version of all of her albums. I was aware of that. Um, do you know why that's happening? Uh, some sort of dispute with the original record company. Yeah, pretty much. She got her. She got the masters. She finally won that mm-hmm. stuff and got it. And I respect what she's doing with this, where mm-hmm. she's releasing Taylor's version. She's going to like she's got Vault the Vault, mm-hmm. where it's like songs from that era that she's releasing, uh, which like. There's the aspect of it that's like, hey, money grab, get all the people to buy this sure, stuff. Sure. But the part I really respect is like, hey, all Taylor fans, listen to Taylor's version. Everything's like parenthesis Taylor's version because that stops giving money to the shitty mm-hmm. uh, studio, mm-hmm. which I completely respect. Honestly, sure. I wish everybody would do that if there was a if they were treated shitty by a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, make your own version. Like this, yeah. I completely respect her for it. Uh, I believe that there are going to be some shifts in the music industry that is pretty much spearheaded by Taylor doing this. Cool. Completely awesome. Um, and so one of her songs, but the thing that I don't, that, that I mean, it's, it's, you write music like this. It's fine. I just, it's weird to me that you can pinpoint any of her songs about breakups to specific people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so red, so she just released red Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Red is a, critically renowned album like if you look at like the rolling stones top 1000 albums it's like number four yeah um and so she just released that one that's what everybody's been like waiting for this one to come out Mm -hmm. um and there's one that's all too well that is a song a lot of there's there's a lot of songs on it that are about jake gyllenhaal oh because they dated that's fun uh i will not particularly defend the stories i've heard about him in that relationship apparently he was really secretive never told her i love you even though like they acknowledged that they were in love he didn't hmm. really like show per uh, public affection with her hmm. he was really weird about it okay um and uh so she released a 10 minute version of the song wow um and then along with it she released a 15 minute short film which in my opinion is not a short film it is a music video because it is the mm-hmm. song with a couple breaks in it for like lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaylin and I talked about this, and there's there was naturally the dispute. She absolutely loves Taylor Swift, favorite artist. Yes. So like there was the naturally like her defending Taylor Swift. I saw her cry about you saying that Taylor Swift wasn't so bad that after is all. True, <laughs> I did. No, it was actually me saying that Red is a solid album. Yeah, which I do because it was literally I was sitting at home, she was gone, and I was like, I want to listen to an album. And I just went to Rolling Stones Top 1000. I saw that. I'm like, all right. I would be a really shitty boyfriend if I didn't, like, at least give it a listen. Yeah. And I was like, all right, not bad. And I said that to her when she was, what, maybe two drinks in? Yep. And so she was and two heavy drinks in, not two sure. like, beers yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that only, like, four people get. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, and she, like, sobbed about it. Anyway, I, I said that it was a pretty good album. Um. My God, tangents. Uh, Music video. It's so she and I were talking about it. So this is my watchman up to. Okay. I, all of this preface led up to that I watched Taylor Swift's uh, all the all. Oh my God! <laughs> What's the name of the song? The whole time. I'm gonna call it the whole time. 
All Time to Die. Oh. <laughs> the, the short film. Uh, there are plenty of music videos. Mm-hmm. So she had two arguments that I I didn't want to dig into it because also I didn't care that much about it. But I'm sure. going to do it here. Okay. Um, I'll tear you down point by point. Her two main arguments were one to defend that it is a short film is that there was dialogue. There was non song dialogue. Mm-hmm. There are a million music videos that do that, that like they, they have a story they want to tell. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, there are music videos where like they do the thing where they stop in the middle of it to have dialogue. And then they get back to the song. Yep. It happens all the time. Sure. The other thing she said, oh, sorry. She had three. Second one was the length. Bohemian Rhapsody itself is like a 10 minute song. Stairway to Heaven is a seven minute song. Mm-hmm. Like there are a ton of like long songs. So their music mm-hmm. videos are, or their, yeah, the music videos are long. Morton Tool. Feldman's second string quartet is over six hours long. Does it have a music video though? It should. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that there's a lot of long songs with long music videos. Yep. Her third one is that the band was never shown singing, which I think Taylor was shown singing in for a brief second. Anyway, uh, there are so many music going to be music videos that also don't show that. Yeah. And so like, I, my point to doing this is not to like get on the podcast and try to win an argument with my girlfriend. That was not an argument. You've won two points to you. So I win the relationship. (laughs) No, my point is this was a music video Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a cheap, way i don't really know how i feel about taylor swift i respect her on so many levels but also like there's a lot of things she does that i don't like in musicians Mm -hmm. um in general and it's it's not specifically her that right country music well i mean (laughs) i respect i respect country artists like willie nelson totally dig him Johnny Cash is borderline country, if not just country. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash is country. Like, I res- I like those artists. I don't like stadium country. Okay. I'm going to uh, leave now. <laughs> Bye! You dropped your water bottle. Or water cup. Oh, dear. Um, I feel like this was a cheap way for her to branch into another, into the film industry. Flashback to that episode. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's like, it's not, it's not a... A short film like she's telling a story yes mm-hmm. but like it's the song the whole time yeah if it was the story of the song because there there was a clear story there was like chapters like it was mm-hmm. like the first like the i was like the uh the the when they were happy the first crack which was like the first kind of realization that things weren't going great like the fall apart the reeling like there was like individual chapters mm-hmm. which like it's it's like on that line of like basically if she had taken the music out completely and replaced it with dialogue of like what she wanted because there was dialogue happening like over or under the music you couldn't hear the dialogue mm-hmm. it was like silent over the, under the music if she'd done that 100 percent that was a short film but it was like a music video mm-hmm. like it i don't know it's it's really weird because stories are told in music videos a Mm -hmm. lot for sure but this was just like a music video i would be all for it 100 percent. it's a short film if it was just the short film Mm -hmm. without the song in it 
Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a short film that's related to the song. But it wasn't. It was a music video claimed to be a short film so that she gets writing and directing credits on a short film. I feel like that was what she wanted. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think calling something a short film gives it a little more weightiness, legitimacy in some sense. Yeah. Um, there are great and profound music videos in the world, but when you talk about a short film, yeah, it's uh, it means something. But it didn't Unless feel it like a short film. It was right. a music video. Right. Being called a short film. I don't I, know. Do I you ultimate... call a TikTok a short film? It's a short, I mean, filmed thing. Yeah, sort of. I mean, in the same sense that you call, um, I don't know, little Tumblr posts to no one poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. That's uh, that's this my is, little rant on. This is a deeper philosophical question that I have the energy to dig into right now. That is, in fact, true. All that time. My God, I cannot. I said the name of it earlier. Yeah, you did. I was like, oh, that's a kind of forgettable name. Turns out I was right on the money. A long time ago, I we were in love and then we were not. That's the name of the song. There we go. That's what it's about. Yep. Sounds all right. good. Cool. That's all I got. Okay. We filled enough time. Yep. Shall we? Have you seen Eternals yet? No. We should probably see it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We had a wedding to deal with the weekend it came out. Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> that, I'm, that was hilarious. It was like, hey, are we going to see that this weekend? You're like, I'm getting married. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs that? Let's go see Eternals. Uh, the, uh, apparently disappoint, critically disappointing movie. Yep. We almost went and saw it uh, Sunday night. but We mm. went bowling instead. Uh, we almost saw it on your bachelor party. But uh, I, the reviews, I was like, I don't want to take the risk of making it a disappointing bachelor party with that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um... Shall we? We shall. I didn't know if I'd said that yet. Probably you did, and then I got sidetracked. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I uh, look forward next week to talking about news. Hopefully, it'll be a slightly more exciting news week. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, this past week has been a more exciting news week in, in a good way. In a good way. You know, more oh, Batman yeah. content. Uh, uh, Obi Wan trailer, finally. It's not going to happen this week. Just stuff. Uh, probably the Obi Wan trailer will end up getting attached to Book of Boba Fett. Attached? Yeah. At least a teaser. There was a, a show. Yeah. There was a teaser for the Book of Boba Fett at the end of the last season of Mandalorian. Oh, that's right. Right. I bet yeah, they end but up. That's not going to be a. That's. That's because that followed that season. Mm-hmm. Kenobi doesn't follow that season. Kenobi goes way earlier. It's true. But also people are excited about Kenobi. That's true. But also, so this was, this wasn't D23, was it? No. This is like Disney Plus. When's D23? Um, December 23rd. I'm just guessing here. Oh, is it actually? No. Oh, they wouldn't know. do it near Christmas. No. People who don't know D23 is the Disney. The Disney Expo. It was, it was recently. 2022. D23 will be in September. It also wasn't recently, because uh, there hasn't been one since 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can find Isn't this. It? You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. 
We have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. Tell us if we should see the Eternals or not. I mean, we're probably going to see it anyway if we can muster up the gumption, but tell us anyway. You should tell us that we need to see it so that we are obeying you. Exactly. We're giving you... we're it's giving like, you what what you want. It's like telling your little sibling, it's like, hey, I can control you. Breathe. And <sighs> either your little sibling breathes and listens to you, or uh, they die. And uh, I'm I am the little sibling. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If you ever want to win a game of Simon Says, say Simon Says jump down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! If you really want to get win a game of Simon Says, do the like Simon Says do this thing. Hmm. And just keep on doing it and say that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are just going to keep doing that. But you didn't say Simon says keep doing that. And so you're supposed to stop and you'll get like almost everybody with it. Oh, I like it. Brilliant. Genius. I'm a mad scientist. I'm a mad genius. Mad scientist? One of the above. End it. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.